Hey everyone, I'm Jeff Zeleny, reporting from Georgia, in for our political director, David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, December 5th. Next year's Senate is split 50-50, or is it? That will be answered at the Georgia runoff election tomorrow. So we are finally in the last hours of the last race of a long midterm election campaign here in Georgia, a runoff race after November's midterm election sent the contest into overtime. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Neither man won 50% of the vote in November, so that's why we're in a runoff. What is a runoff? Well, Georgia and Louisiana, the only two states in the country that require their candidates in a general election to get more than 50% of the vote. If they don't, the race goes into a runoff. Now, take a listen to the candidates' last-minute pitches today on the campaign trail. Clearly, a sense of urgency is coursing through the words of both men. Your assignment is to get some more of your friends. Matter of fact, call your father and your mother, your sister and your brother. Call Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. Tell them it's time to vote. And all you that got to vote tomorrow, carry someone with you that hadn't voted to vote. Now, the latest CNN poll conducted late last week by SSRS shows Warnock with a narrow lead over Walker. Walker suffered from a negative favorability rating with questions over his honesty. Almost half of those backing him said their vote was less about him and more about opposing Warnock. But at this point in the campaign, polls should really be disregarded. The reality is turnout is the name of the game. Now, the Senate is heading into Congress with a very narrow majority. Right now, it's a 50-50 split, and Vice President Kamala Harris acts as the tiebreaker. But this race determines if Democrats will have more breathing room. If Warnock should win re-election, Democrats would control the Senate by 51 to 49. Now, you may say that sounds pretty similar. It's just one vote. What difference does it really make? But it actually makes a big difference, and here's why. On committee assignments and committee makeups. Now, over the last two years, Republicans and Democrats have been split evenly in terms of memberships on committee. But if Warnock wins, this means that Democrats have an outright majority on every committee, and that gives them subpoena power. They can vote to subpoena whoever they would like, and it could serve as a check, a bit of a balance perhaps, on the Republican controlled House in the new Congress. That, of course, is getting ahead of ourselves. This race in Georgia. Clearly, as all campaigns are, but particularly in runoffs, all about turnout. Now, heading into the final days of this race, Senator Warnock was exuding confidence, but also warning Democrats about being complacent. He said, we're on the verge of victory, but we won't do a victory dance until we get into the end zone. You'll remember, Senator Raphael Warnock won this seat less than two years ago in another runoff race. More than 1.8 million Georgians have already cast their ballots, and that was as of Friday. That happened in just a week. Of those, about 300,000 voted every day last week, setting new state records for the largest single-day turnout in early voting. But one thing is clear. How Americans are casting their ballots is changing year by year. Certainly, early voting is now front and center into how politicians are elected. But one of the challenges facing Walker here in the final hours of the race is money and math. Listen to these numbers alone. Democrats have more than doubled GOP ad spending over the last month, an astonishing $55 million to only $26 million spent by Republicans just on TV ads that have flooded the Georgia airwaves to a total cost of nearly $81 million just since November 9th. Now, Walker is scrambling to overcome this extraordinary 200,000 vote shortfall. 
he underperformed Republican Governor Brian Kemp in November. So this deficit certainly has complicated his path. Well, some of those Republicans who voted for Brian Kemp and not for Herschel Walker just a month ago come out and support Walker. Will they offer their vote as a check on the Biden policies and agenda? That, of course, is one question that will be answered when the polls close on Tuesday. The high stakes of this race are pushing candidates to bring in the big names. Late last week, Warnock brought in former President Barack Obama, who broke down the stakes like this. What's the, what's the difference between 50 and 51? The answer is a lot. It prevents one person from holding up everything. And it also puts us in a better position a couple years from now when you've got another election. The Senate map is going to be tilted in the favor of Republicans. And as expected, Obama took some shots at Walker himself, as he did a month ago as he campaigned in Georgia. If you had forgotten what I said the last time, it's okay because you just have to wait a minute. He reminds you every time he opens his mouth. For his part, Walker brought in South Carolina Senator Tim Scott and Louisiana Senator John Kennedy to a Loganville campaign event in central Georgia on Sunday. Here's what Kennedy had to say. They're all over Washington, D.C. These, these high-IQ stupid people. Most of them are members of the berserk wing of the Democratic Party. They're in charge. I understand that President Obama just came to Georgia. But he didn't come to Georgia. He didn't come to Georgia to encourage the good people of Georgia. He didn't come to talk about hope and change. He came to make fun of my friend Herschel Walker. Now, Obama's presence on the campaign trail highlighted there are two presidents not in the state of Georgia. President Joe Biden did not campaign for Warnock as he did just two years ago on multiple times. Also, former President Donald Trump, he did not campaign in Georgia either. He was scheduled to hold a tele-rally on Monday night. That means he calls in to this phone line where his base of supporters listen in. But he's never captured on camera, and he's not really flooding the zone as he likes to with rallies of his own. Now, as for Biden, he wasn't entirely disconnected. He did hold a fundraiser in Boston on Friday on Warnock's behalf. Why Boston? Because it is a long distance from Georgia, so he certainly helped Warnock raise money, but he was nowhere near the state because his unpopularity is still a factor for Democrats. But that appearance in Boston was the base of criticism from Walker on Sunday. I don't know if y'all saw, our president was in Massachusetts. He was campaigning for Senator Warnock, who lives in Georgia because of the way Senator Warnock votes. He thought he was a Massachusetts senator. That's what he was thinking. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Massachusetts already got that senator. They don't need any more. And again, it's not about the big names. It's also about the big bucks. As we mentioned earlier, Democrats have spent more than twice the amount of Republicans just on ads. Now, the tone of those ads have been largely negative, reflecting how long these campaigns have been fighting. But Warnock and Walker had a change in their latest ads both out today. Take a listen to Warnock's. Only in America is my story possible, and that's why I'm running for re-election. If we fight together... If we stand together, we will win the future together. God bless you, God And in Walker's ad, Governor Brian Kemp made a pitch for his candidate. 
I've never been more optimistic about the future of our state. But look, we cannot rest on our laurels, everyone. And that's why it's time to retire Raphael Warnock and send Herschel Walker to the United States Senate. So in the final hours of this race, Senator Warnock, of course, who's the longtime pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church, said that the world is watching Georgia. That is true. But the White House is also watching very closely. Again, a Warnock win would give Democrats a 51-49 majority in the Senate, not only breathing room, but protection for the president and his agenda. The bottom line after all of this, an exhaustion from the long midterm election campaign, a bit of overtime here in Georgia, is who turns out to vote. Democrats clearly got many voters out in the early voting period. Republicans did too, but Republicans often rely more heavily on election day turnout. So at the polls across Georgia, the key is who's willing to wait in line, who's willing to turn up and vote when control of the Senate is not at stake. Democrats, without question, are much more optimistic heading into this final race. Republicans are a bit pessimistic. They're licking their wounds from not winning control of the Senate in the first place. But Will there be a final twist to this race? And that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.